entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. And a special welcome to my guest host, Jay Kelly Hoey. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Jay Kelly Hoey and I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And we are all leaders at some point, so you can then inspire others. You can find out more about J. Kelly Hoey at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And you can find Kelly on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. That's at www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Okay, Kelly, let's get going. Thanks, Marty. This is Kelly Hoey, guest host of the Business Builder Show, and our guest today is Carlos Pacheco. Hey, Carlos. Hello, how are you? I'm good. And Carlos is based in Toronto. He is a partner in the CMO at Truly. So, Carlos, for those who uh, may not have listened to our Business Builder Show interview with your business partner and partner in crime and partner in life, uh, Tara Hunt, what is Truly? Well, uh, Truly is a digital strategy and insights firm. Uh, We're based in Toronto, Canada. Uh, we focus on building uh, digital strategies that help brands connect with their best customer. We're not interested in running a quick and and forgettable campaign. We're interested in working with clients that want to build their uh, advocacy, their influence online. That's well, you know, here begs the question, what's the difference between tactics and strategy? Because I think people with respect to the digital world get that really confused. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody's sort of using uh, platforms in a very tactical basis. So one quick example is we had a client that we were pitching and then they told us that they were just going to spend $50,000 a month on Facebook ads. And we were like, but why? And the the idea here is to build a strategy that really finds your audience. But just because a platform is hot right now, it doesn't mean you should be spending a ridiculous amount of money on a campaign that will be forgotten the moment it's gone. We're trying to build strategies here that you know build relationships that stay in people's minds after they're done or are are consistent. So tactics get forgotten very quickly, and people focus a little bit too much on the individual tactics. Mm. Kelly, I have a question right away, if you don't mind. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm hoping you do. So, so you said at the very beginning you help uh, your clients connect with their best customers. And I guess you started to go down that road in the last comment you made, but do you help them find out who those best customers are? How do they find those best customers? And what's what's it look like after that? 
So the way we work is we take a very long time. When I say a long time, I mean, you know, a couple of months, uh, six to eight weeks to really dig into what a client, a brand is online, who are engaging with uh, the brand, who is, you know, that the people that are engaging with the brand, the current clients, what they're reading, uh, mm. the, you know, their feedback as well as the history of what the client has done in the past to really see who, you know, is their core audience. And when we say we find a best customer, we find a customer that is already a fan, right? And somebody that's already, you know, somebody that the the brand is already uh, in some way has a relationship with. And then discover how that person talks about uh, the brand or how they uh, encourage or recommend that brand and what they're reading so that we can find other people that in the same, that mm. fit the same mold that are already, uh, that sort of would be part of that, yeah. you know, best customer, uh, ecosystem. Okay. Great. Kelly, take it back. What's your yeah, question? I, well, I, having been in the truly offices, I know you guys have a lot of sophisticated tools to do that, uh, to find, you know, that, that best customer, but, I mean, they think it's a really important distinction in what you do is, you know, the whole lot more research rather than just simply, um, you know, looking at what other people are doing and having sort of a, oh, I want to follow what they did, um, you know, flashy something or other that, as you have already noted, is is ultimately forgettable. Um there's a whole lot I want to dive into, but I want to dive back for a second, um, Carlos. Uh, in terms of your own career, because your entrepreneurial pursuits are recent. Um, when you left uh, Boat Rocker for for Truly, um, your career started in media buying and strategy. Um, I've noted from other interviews that you have had that you know this was I'm gonna say your your dive into marketing is totally by accident because. You're what you studied accounting. I'm trying to picture you as an accountant, my friend, and I'm having a really hard time with that one. Um, let's talk about the lateral moves you made that positioned you for where you are now, um, and positioned you for the opportunity for when you went over to Just for Laughs, and positioned you for being this voice and authority when it comes to digital, especially around um, video. Um, yeah, I mean, my career has always been uh, a surprise to me. Um, you know, I'm a first generation immigrant. I thought I was going to become a mechanic when I, you know, uh, dropped out of college. And, um, you know, I got uh, I, I, I ended up studying to be a uh, sort of like an assistant accountant. And, you know, math worked. And that went well, but for some reason, I ended up in an advertising agency that needed somebody that knew how to handle computers. This is, you know, 20 years ago when, you know, just having basic Excel knowledge was enough to get you a job. Um, And uh, for many years in the advertising world, I sort of, uh, you know, jumped from agency to agency. Um, I did a lot of, uh, I would say, more lateral moves than, uh, you know, uh, upward moves because I felt like, you know, it, it, the advertising world is so has so many layers, so many d- different uh, parts to it that I wanted to learn, uh, you know, different, different facets, different ways of doing marketing. I uh, started, you know, traditional print, 
radio, and then I moved to digital. And when I moved to digital, I really found my calling because I never sort of understood the metrics behind, you know, uh, analog uh, advertising or traditional advertising, but I understood the metrics of digital. And once that, you know, got going, I just embraced it. And same thing, digital marketing has a lot of layers. Uh, mm -hmm. Traditionally, jump into media buying and buying banner ads within website. Then I switched over to search engine marketing for a few years. And then once social came into the ecosystem, I jumped into that as well. Um, I, you know, by pure luck, by, you know, knowing the right people, I was introduced at somebody at Just for Laughs. His name was Andy Nellman, who was actually one of the founders of Just for Laughs in Montreal. And he told me that he had a crew of people messing around on YouTube, but had no idea what they were doing. So, you know, he said, you know, I'll give you a job just to take control of that. And I took it. I needed a new challenge. I got bored a little bit of advertising and used my knowledge of marketing and shaped the content on the Just for Laughs YouTube channel so that it became a powerhouse YouTube channel. Mm. And this is stuff like SEO optimization, video optimization. These are all tactical things that help a YouTube channel grow. And, you know, this is, we're going on 10 years ago. It's flying by when I think about it. But, you know, 10 years ago, YouTube wasn't telling people how to make YouTube videos. And the only way to learn was by doing and following what the creators were doing. And, you know, within 18 months, that channel turned into a 4 million uh, subscriber YouTube channel generating between 1.5 to $2 million a year uh, extra revenue that the company wasn't planning to get. Wow. And um, then uh, once I told them, hey, I, I gave you all this revenue, can you give me a maybe 10% of it so that I can make original content? Because this is all repurposed content and all that sort of stuff. They said, no thanks, that money disappeared in somebody's pocket. And uh, I said, well, I'm gonna go look for other challenges. And I found myself in Toronto uh, at a company called Boat Rocker Media. And I found myself doing the same thing. Uh, they had a bunch of content. They didn't know how to handle it. I created a, helped with a team internally. It's sort of like put the seeds in to create a, what we call a YouTube network within the company and distribution uh, ecosystem within the company to distribute content on YouTube. Um, five years later, uh, by the time I left, uh, we you know, there was like two, three dozen YouTube channels, some with hundreds of thousands of YouTube, uh, uh, sorry, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, uh, others with, uh, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers, all different, different types of content generating. Not the same numbers as, as Just for Last, but you know enough to be interesting for a distribution company. And uh, then my wife came calling. She's like, during this time, she uh, she was building this agency, and uh, she's like, I need help because I'm getting more and more clients, and my knowledge, my experience would help on on some of the tactics that they they work on. And I jumped ship just shy of one year ago, and it's been uh, deer in headlights moments. Every <laughs> you know, there's you know, there's so much in that. I want to say in that in that career, your career path. Like I said, Carlos, listening to other interviews that you've done, and you know, I've known you for a few years, but not knowing all the details on this. You know, things I want to highlight is, you know, you 
have has this um, this curiosity, and you you were prepared to make whether it was sort of knowingly or not interesting lateral moves that then gave you this sort of accumulated body of knowledge that then opened up you know future opportunities and that willingness to say hey I can learn. Uh, I think I want to, you know, one of the things people should know, and I want to stress this, you know, back at, you know, to your days at Just for Laughs, you had no ad budget. So part of this is, you know, what is some basic tactics um, that, you know, you've got a larger strategy, but if your larger strategy doesn't um, have money behind it, that's no excuse. There is some, you know, basic tactics people can put into play in their business uh, to kind of generate interest and in, and in, and pulling all of that um, forward. Um, God, there's like so many things. You know, one of the things I want to jump on on this with you is, um, you know, because from when you discovered YouTube somewhat by accident, as as you've noted before. Um, and changes in algorithms that are in many ways killing the business model for YouTubers. Um, we don't even, we don't have time in this podcast to go into Facebook's litany of problems. Um, are there platforms that are creating, like supporting creators? And 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 when I say creators, I mean business owners. And what are your thoughts now that, you know, I would say these social platforms that at one point were really a key and a ticket to growing your business uh, who knows these days, but I'm, I would like your thoughts. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm part of me is trying to not be sort of like such a gung ho for YouTube, but it's really tough when I look at how the Facebooks and even the LinkedIn now, yeah, they've, they've sort of like created this false sort of like, you know, uh, this, this drug that we got used mm. to of free reach and closed it all up. And now it's, you know, you get absolutely no traction on Facebook unless you spend money, unless you're creating a dumb viral video that has absolutely nothing to do or brings no value to your audience and your business. Um, And, you know, I feel like LinkedIn's going the same path. All I see right now on LinkedIn are people taking selfies while they're running and giving me their business insights. I'm like, I'm not really interested in here in seeing your, your jogging path, but you know, whereas YouTube, like the, the fundamental thing with YouTube is that it's it's got some social layer to it, but it's got the 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 algorithm, the search algorithm that's so valuable, so powerful. I'm constantly impressed. Like I constantly I get hired by uh, people who have like, you know, dormant dead YouTube channels or channels that are not scaling. And um, I start just doing what I do, tweaking, tweaking it up and, and, and telling them, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. And then within, you know, weeks, the channel's getting a lift without really, you know, they're, the client's not changing what, you know, they're, they're not changing their, their effort in terms of like output, but just a couple of like insights in terms of how they send it out or when they send it out or how they format it, uh, you know, completely changes the, the momentum of their channel. And there's no, you know, there's no like virality to these videos. It's just they're useful videos. And, you know, again, I see channels that are um, that are very basic and do not see, um, you know, do not have viral content, bring incredible amount of values and leads for some of our clients. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's, that's, that's sort of the point of the difference between using YouTube as a lead generation because you have an underlying business 
that is not relying on, um, I want to say, advertisement or something on YouTube, but you've got some underlying business. And this, I want to say, between the search algorithm, the social component, um, how you can use it as as a tool as part of your strategy to grow your business. Am I kind of getting that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, so Kelly, it's a good time to make sure people know how to get a hold of Carlos because he's giving them all these gems. We want people to be able to connect with them. Yeah, Carlos, where is like the best places for people to find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, search Carlos Pacheco. It's really hard to sort of say my Twitter and handle on, online because uh, it's got an under, uh, underscore. But um, Or you can email me at carlos at trulyinc.com. Um, trulyinc.com is, is a great place as well for you guys to so anybody to reach out and sort of like you know, go through the process of getting in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's way to get in touch. Yeah, and you should follow Carlos on you should Twitter and get and, and get his new media update. I know Marty's a fan. Oh, I'm a big fan. I was going to say I was just going to interrupt to say we are going to talk about this, aren't we? Because I love the media landscape newsletter. Carlos, where did that come from? Why are you doing it? It's great stuff. I'm loving the content. Talk to me about that. So I use an app called Nuzzle, and uh, Nuzzle is one of those gems when it comes to finding really great content uh, that your friends are sharing. Mm-hmm. It has this algorithm where it's it looks at Twitter, it looks at Facebook, I think it looks also at LinkedIn, and tells you what your friends, what are the people that you're following are sharing uh, across the platforms. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm always about you know, putting together pieces of content that are talking about media from a different perspective, from from something that's not, you know, I don't want to talk about the latest hit Netflix show. I want to talk about, you know, how media is evolving, how content is evolving uh, within this industry and how, you know, uh, innovators in the industry are using the content. And that's what I tend to curate in my newsletter. And uh, what's great about Nuzzle is that it it auto-generates a newsletter. Like during the week, I'm sort of going through content, reading reading articles here and there, and I'll just say, okay, this one's worth it for the media newsletter. And it's added to my queue and uh, it shoots off every week. It's not a huge subscriber base, but I've got a couple a couple of dozen people signed up to it, but uh, I don't really do much promotion out of it. It just—it's just something that came organically with time. Uh, hopefully, it's awesome. I, I, I love it. I love it. But I also, but I also think it, like you're you're providing a valuable service, and if it's for a couple of dozen people, and I think this is—I want to ask you something about metrics. I'm also thinking uh, this with um, the Brain Pickings newsletter, Maria Popova, which you know now is you know a global phenomenon, but it started off as an internal email she sent to seven people she worked with. And, you know, my guess is she would still be just be sending that newsletter, you know, that email to these seven colleagues, even if it hadn't grown any farther because of that need to share that information and something valuable. Um, so, you know, I'm leading on all of this. And um, but before I do is, you know, looking at, you know, kind of the timeline and the number of questions that I've got for you, Carlos, I need you to, before I ask you this question, I need you to promise that you're going to come back on the business builder show. Cause I have so much more to ask you. Sure. Maybe one day when I actually know how to build a business. Oh, you're so funny. You're, 
<laughs> You've built a lot of people's businesses. Now you're building your own. So, you know, boom, well, boom. I'm, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do the next interview when I'm in Toronto so I can thump you when you say answers like that, because I'll be right yeah, beside you. Yeah. Truly studio. And I like can strangle you and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you've shared on another podcast uh, that, you know, real time metrics were part of what and you've talked about it today. What was drew you into marketing? What's the what's the value and the danger of real time metrics? Oh, uh, for me, the value is 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 always learning what um, you know uh, what works and uh, what um, where you can optimize to make sure that you know you're reaching the right people. Uh, the danger I feel is is what I always I tend to fall into is sort of like just you know uh, being uh, obsessed by the numbers. Um, mm. one of the things that, you know, we, we have a wealth management client that we, we ended up, you know, building four YouTube channels for, and, um, they're now going on their third year and search one channel's blowing up like crazy. He, he's going where we used to boost, you know, we used to boost videos for everybody. He doesn't need to be boosted anymore. He's getting thousands of views on each upload organically. And, but at the same time, like he, at the same time, like some of his other colleagues are not getting, are getting a fraction of that and still need to be boosted. However, the other colleagues still are getting business leads out mm -hmm. of their small viewership, right? And they don't, you know, like it, it, they still seeing value out of that. And that's where, you know, the, the sort of like the quick metrics, the, the, the fast numbers are completely, you know, to me overblown. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the most successful people I've seen in this industry or in this scene, and I've worked with a lot of like online creators with millions of subscribers. There are tons of them that I can just like PM and just say, hey, give me like help me out and all that sort of stuff. They're great friends. But the ones that have really done well are the ones that are played the long game. And that's mm. the part that we we want to bring to the DNA of our strategies. Mm. It's uh, I've never understood some a brand that thinks that somebody's going to remember them after a two month campaign and, you know, come back to them. Uh, you know, we, we always the, the, the marketing industry loves to. Uh, let me say this in a more PG-13 way, uh, loves to pat itself on the back, um, you know, and saying um, all these amazing campaigns. It's like nobody remembers your campaign. Uh, the only people that remember your campaign are you. Uh, and, and, you know, like, uh, but, you know, like we're trying to sort of like teach brands to think a little bit of how, you know, again, YouTubers have been all over the news over the last few years. And, as usual, the media sort of overblow, overblows the, the, the recent, uh, you know, the, their metrics, but doesn't talk to the fact that the creators have been doing this content for 10 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, I, I think that would be, I would love to have you, um, and you know, we maybe get your sidekick and I'm not talking about Ridley. I'm talking about your wife, get your sidekick with you to talk about those long game strategies, because, you know, knowing what you've recently launched uh, with uh, Nokia, uh, I want to think, think about your wealth management client, because some people may be thinking, gee, all these digital strategies, they don't fit with my industry, because I am, you know, white collar, and I do all this kind of stuff. But you know, where it fits in with their business and client development, there's overall strategy, where is this a piece that they should look at? You also have a phenomenal real 
real estate uh, client, and I would love to talk you to talk about that publication and what that has meant for their site. So get you to come back on talk about all, about all of that. Um, and there's my about, so everyone does know I'm Canadian too, not just Carlos is Canadian on this show. Yeah, uh, anything else, Marty, for Carlos today? Uh, he has to come back. Uh, he's wet my appetite. I want to learn more. I love the media landscape. Thank you for doing that for me. It saves me a lot of time. Uh, there's things I want to ask, but I'm not going to because it would stretch this conversation longer. Just make sure that people know how to reach you. Tell us that again, okay? Uh, you can reach me at carlos at trulyinc.com or on trulyinc.com. You can fill out our contact form. Uh, that's most likely the best. I'm on Twitter, Carlos Pacheco. I said, you know, a description says truly mm-hmm. partner, truly. Okay. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Carlos. Thank Thank you, Carlos. Appreciate it. Thanks, J. Kelly Hoey, for being our guest host on the Business Builders Show. You can learn more about Kelly at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey, H-O-E-Y dot C-O. And, of course, you can learn more about me, Marty Wolf, and the Business Builders Show at martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. That's martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. Remember, you can get all our shows and many other great shows at c-suiteradio.com. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builders Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.